everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Turning Point CT podcast made by and for young people in Connecticut. My name is Allie and today we're joined by Jen and Kaylee. Hey guys. Hey. Hi. All right, so let's dive in today. Today we're going to talk about trauma, specifically our reaction to watching the documentary The Wisdom of Trauma by Dr. Gabor Mate. Dr. Gabor Mate is an expert in the field of trauma and addiction recovery. In this documentary, he highlights the impact of trauma on the body, mind, spirit, and community. So he's one of my personal favorites. I call him the male version of Brene Brown. (laughs) And like, he's really, really good. He's known internationally. So I encourage listeners to check out some of his videos on YouTube. And he might have a TED talk, I don't remember. But one thing that Dr. Gabor Mate said in the documentary was the definition of trauma. And to him, he defined trauma as trauma is not what happens to you, but rather what happens inside of you because of something that happens to or around you. So with that definition that he created and, you know, definitions that may be in your mind, how do you guys view trauma in your life? I personally view trauma as anything that caused a detrimental inner explosion almost I would call it because trauma can be for a child trauma can be being dropped off at daycare trauma can also be being yelled at or being hit as a child trauma can also be a domestic violence relationship or child abuse or what have you there's an incredible spectrum of trauma that people don't realize you know when people hear trauma I think they you know they imagine a car accident or an assault of some sort but what we don't realize is trauma is something that affects all of us in different ways yeah I mean I think what you made a really good point trauma it like you said a lot of people are always saying like well how could you have experienced trauma? Like you've never been in an accident. You've never had some big event and trauma isn't always a big event that like, it could be little tiny things like someone gave you some kind of like, look, like even that is sometimes enough to be (laughs) traumatic. And people are like, well, you're oversensitive, but it could be like, things like a lot of things building up or it could be things that just have happened in your past but it's not always like a big giant event that causes trauma like it could be just a lot of little events that just built up over the years because I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder which you know it's not from one major event it's from like all those little events that I've like experienced and it's really hard to get people to understand that because they're like well I don't understand nothing happened to you but like things did happen to me and like they're invisible but it doesn't mean that they did not happen and it doesn't mean that I don't like struggle and suffer and have issues to this day because of them. I like how you had touched on the fact that you know, people say, you know, that's not trauma. And how could you have been through so much trauma? I think a really important thing is, especially when younger people talk about trauma, it's almost like everyone goes, couldn't possibly have happened to you. You know, you haven't lived long enough, almost like 
you haven't come of age to be worthy of being able to say I've been through trauma. And I think there's a lot of stigma when it comes to speaking out about our trauma. You know, there's almost an eye roll when we say, hey, please don't do that. It triggers my trauma. It's almost like a burden that other people have to carry. And it's so not. It's that one person who went through that carries that burden. And people, I think, need to realize that we all need to be a little bit more understanding. Not only do we need to be more understanding, we need to be more open-minded to the fact that people have been through trauma and don't even realize it or they don't want to acknowledge it. I've had, you know, people come into my office because I'm a recovery coach at Recovery Network of Programs. And I've had people come into my office and they've explained, you know, life events that I could, I'm horrified by. And I say to them, I'm sorry that you went through that traumatic event. And they're like, what are you talking about traumatic event? And I'm like, that was an incredibly huge thing that happened to you in such a negative way. And it's impacted you. You know, it might've happened when you were 14, but you're 56 and it's still affecting you. That's what trauma is. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that Trauma comes in so many different forms and there's internal trauma, there's external trauma, you know, someone could experience, I mean, a lot of times people say, well, you weren't in the war or you're not a veteran. So you didn't experience trauma either. And that's super frustrating. And sometimes people don't view it as trauma because sometimes viewing it as trauma could put a victim mindset or role and someone may not want to identify with that role. And I think it's sometimes a defense. When I experienced trauma as a child, I knew internally that it was trauma, but because of society and stigmas and all those other factors, it was really difficult for me to identify it as trauma. So I can relate to, you know, the person that came into your office, Jen, because I would think like, No. And I think it was really what it was boiled down to for me, at least it was invalidation. Like so many people wouldn't think of certain things as trauma and only some of it was where they didn't realize that the bigger stuff I may have been not necessarily facing. And it was the little stuff that was really making the big impact. So I think it's validating when somebody, when you can go into an office and see like a provider or a peer support or, you know, whatever. And even if it's a teacher or a high school, like, you know, coach or something like that, it's nice to be able to just go in and be like, say what had happened and have someone validate that for you and say like, yeah, that is, that was really rough. And, you know, I'm sorry you went through that because so many times I feel like trauma is often not believed. Like so many times we hear those horrible stories and may have experienced ones where you tried to explain or share your trauma and it was denied or not believed because that in itself is another traumatic event. I really think that another good point on trauma is generational trauma. And I think there's a big divide between generations where it all happened to me and I'm perfectly fine. Whereas, you know, I'm going to use the example of spanking. Well, it happened to me. 
and I'm totally fine. But a child is saying, this scares me. And this is showing me that people that love me will abuse me and it's okay. I think there's a big generation that has a lot of unresolved trauma. And I personally believe that a lot of them feel as if I'm too old to go to therapy and get this worked out. You know, I've reached a point in my life where I don't need that. I'm, I'm okay with who I am, with what, how I was raised. And, you know, in reality, they're missing out on so much healing. So, I mean, one other thing is I feel like people don't talk about, people do talk about, well, you know, trauma being like events sometimes it's like what didn't happen like could that could be traumatic like you know even being like neglected like you know oh well that you weren't abused nobody ever hit you but like if the child's been neglected and like you know i don't care about you and they can't give the kid the time of day the kid's crying they're just you know turning their head looking the other way that's traumatic like and i think in the documentary I remember him saying, like, if a baby doesn't, like, get touched or, like, held, it will literally die because it needs that human connection. So, like, even just something as neglect and something that didn't happen could be traumatic. Like, it doesn't have to be an event. But that's why people are like, well, nothing happened to you. Well, maybe that's the reason, like, the trauma has happened because it didn't happen you know, not having your needs met could be very traumatic, especially to a kid that doesn't have the communication skills to be like, hey, like that hurt. They don't know why they feel horrible after the fact, but like that's trauma. Like, you know, their needs aren't being met. And especially when you're that young and you're a kid, you really need your needs to be met. It's not like a, well, they'll be fine. Like cry it out, like deal with it like that's really going to affect them in the future. Like Jen said, she has clients that when they were 14, something happened to them, they're in their fifties now and it's affecting them. Like that's how serious it is. I hear you on that. Especially like, I like what you said about how he shared in the film about babies, you know, newborns, you can give them the food clothing, toys, all that stuff. But if you don't pick them up and give them the affection and cuddle them and all that, that they can die. I thought that was just proof right there that humans need that love and attention and that connection and that. And I think it goes beyond baby years. We just, you know, we deny it. I feel like that we, we do need people. We need connection and we need affection and stuff like that like thank goodness for like my best friends and my boyfriend and my cat that I can hug and you know talk to and engage with and stuff like that I think that's makes such a difference and I feel you on the what doesn't happen because if you don't get validation if you don't get attention if you don't get all that stuff it literally impacts your brain literally. And I know you, Jen, you've worked with kids before you got into the recovery field. That was the start of your journey was kids. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I actually wanted to mention the fact that when you walk into a room and a room full of children, 
and you're frowning, that's the first thing they sense and their energy immediately shifts. But if you walk in with a smile, they are content and they're happy and they feel safe. If you walk into a room and you hug one child and don't hug the other, people don't realize how smart children are, but that one child that didn't receive the affection is gonna say, why not me? Why don't I get a hug? Kids pick up on this stuff faster than you will even realize. And it's not older kids that I'm talking about. It's young kids, three, four, five, two, three, four, and five. And these kids have the ability to recognize emotions and to recognize when people are angry. You know, you ever see a child, somebody raise their voice and a child will tuck their shoulders in and kind of hold their belly? That's because they're anxious and they're scared. And a person that has trauma in their childhood can be affected by that trauma for the rest of their life. I've actually had clients and friends and just people I know in general that have said, I can remember really traumatic things that happened to me in preschool. And I myself, I have a couple memories of preschool and they're really terrifying. And I think about them still. And not everybody has those moments. Some people have, you know, really great childhood and their, you know, their needs are always met and that's wonderful. But it's, and I'm really, really glad that Kaylee had mentioned, it's not always what happens to you, it's what you don't receive. A child that grows up in a home that doesn't have a lot of affection, hugs and, you know, cuddles and such, they're going to end up being a very non-affectionate person and they're going to be very uncomfortable with touch and with affection. And they don't get to enjoy that part of life, of being able to embrace another person and feel that human connection and feel that love because something happened to them in their past and they cannot feel comfortable with it. That's really traumatic. That's a lot to go through as a person. And I'm, you know, I wanted to mention the fact that I really like he mentions trauma is what happens inside of you, not to you. Because on one side of the coin, you have, it helps the victim leave that space a little bit. They're still in that space, but it's not, I did this to you. It's recognizing that it's something that happened inside of you. And once we get to that root cause and that root problem of what happens inside of us, then we can start to work and heal and get, you know, get closure for the things that we need to. And on the other side of the coin, it's something that happens inside of the body. The human body is physically affected, physically and mentally affected by trauma. People say, you know, people who have PTSD and CPTSD, they can't go to certain areas. They can't drive down certain streets. They can't smell certain things without their trauma and that horrific memory coming back up to them. It, trauma is a huge thing and we need to start talking about it more. I like that you said that we need to start talking about it more because it helps break stigma and myths. I like how the documentary addressed a lot of stigma 
and myths about trauma, that it isn't necessarily just a physical experience. It's also can be an emotional experience. It can also be witnessing a event that affects you. You know, I know he showed that many people that were going through trauma therapy had witnessed someone else experiencing trauma and then they then had trauma from that and then also experienced trauma themselves, which I thought was pretty rough too. Um, I'm sure we can relate to that. And I like that he talked about the adverse childhood experiences study and it's got this quiz and I remember filling it out and I couldn't believe and I think it like really breaks the stigma of whether you have had trauma or not and I think this also helps with breaking the stigma that it's only in your you know emotional thoughts that it's not in your body like you said Jen because this study depending on your answers a certain amount of yeses to the questions, and there's only 10, a certain amount of yeses show that people are likely to have health risks and health problems later on in life. I remember some of them that were talked about were heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes, STDs, I know was one as well, bronchitis, COPD. And I took the quiz and I got a pretty high number, but I remember I had someone take it that wasn't, it's really easy to see on Google. So I encourage people to kind of check it out and see if you fit the criteria or not. And what the results mean afterwards, you can kind of just guide from that. I think for me, it was a big eye opener of, wow, you know, you have been through things. And I think it also on the flip side shows resiliency. I think one of the stigmas of trauma and people that experience trauma or trauma survivors is that they're weak or we're weak, but we're not. I feel like it actually shows the complete opposite, that there's a lot of resilience and not only resiliency, but creativity and just like that think on your feet ability that people some people have. And if anything, that makes you more eligible in my eyes, more appealing to employment environment. If I was an employer, I would want, you know, a lot of times they're like, oh, I don't want to hire someone that's been through this and may have, you know, mental health issues and stuff like that. Where I see it as the complete opposite, where people that have survived trauma in a different course of their path and things like that, I think that makes them more eligible for leadership roles because they know how to think on their feet. They know how to dig deep within and find a strength and courage to get through every day and get through challenges and find a way to solve problems. And often it's completely independently. So I think that shows leadership skills and abilities. So I think that people in the job role in the world should give employees more chances that have been through some rough things. Like, you know, don't focus so much on their record. Don't focus so much on what type of family they may come from or anything like that. Cause oftentimes people get discriminated against and get labeled. I mean, even growing up, I remember people saying like, oh, don't hang out at so-and-so's house because you know, their family's not right over there. And that's 
you know, that's traumatic in itself. You're now isolating someone more and then you're hurting that person that still wants to hang out with their friend. I think it just hits so many different parts of life. And I think this documentary should be shown literally everywhere. I think it should be shown in health classes. I think we should have education around it. I think it covers everything from health to recovery because I like that it covered parts about how to recover from trauma in ways that people did. It showed many pathways of that as well. It showed medicinal, non-medicinal, holistic, holistic medicines, all kinds of different things they showed in that. So I thought that was really great too. I like that you mentioned the isolation and the, you know, don't go to that person's house. Cause like, that was always my house. Like I was always the kid where they, my friends would come over one time and then I would ask them to hang out again. And they'd be like, sorry, my mom says I can't come over your house. Then I ended up just going and hanging out in the projects. Cause you know, those homes, they were all the same and they were just like my home. And I could go there and it wasn't a big deal. And they would come over my house and they didn't, there was nothing wrong with it. And I ended up idolizing the drug life and, you know, the crime life as a really, really young kid. I wouldn't even say teenager. I would say as a young kid. So, you know, I would like to say when you see those kids, like those young people, those kids, those children, those teens who you can tell come from a rough home or have had a rough life, at the very least, offer a, a smile and a kind word. You know, if you don't have anything else to give, at least be kind, because those kids really need that. And they deserve it because they didn't ask to be brought into this world. We don't ask to be brought into this world and served a plate of trauma. We don't. People need to know it's not their fault. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't deserve it. They were perfect as they are and they were worthy and they were enough to receive everything that they should have. But unfortunately, they've been through trauma and we all need to recognize that we either are the people that need healing or we are the people that need to offer an apology. So as we're talking about trauma and everything and someone listening may identify with it or know someone who may, what is one thing that helped you all in your healing journey from trauma? One thing that helped me with my trauma is when I realized I wasn't alone. When I realized I was not the only one that had been through traumatic events, whether they be physical or emotional. I was not the only one. And once I found a community and, you know, people that I could relate to and people that I could share my experiences with, whether it be a support group or friends or what have you, once I realized that I wasn't the only one, that's when I was able to go to people and see that they had, they were able to begin their healing process. And I would say to myself, okay, they did it. I can do it too. So I completely agree with what Jen said, um, knowing that I wasn't alone helped. But also I think something that helped me was learning the fact that trauma actually does affect your brain. And it was kind of that moment of, wow, okay, there's like a reason why 
I have these weird things I do that do not make sense to anyone else because whether people want to believe it or not, your brain like can be rewired by trauma. Like my brain is literally wired by trauma. So learning that as horrible as it is to learn like that trauma can actually affect your brain physically, it was like almost comforting knowing like, okay, so like, I'm not making this up. Like this isn't just me acting it out for attention because that was something my dad always was, he doesn't believe in mental health. So he's like, well, you're just doing it for attention. And I'm like, I don't think I am. Like, I'm not doing this on purpose. <laughs> so finding out that there was, there was a reason and like making the connections as to like where those weird pathways came from like really helped me a lot. I like the fact that you had mentioned that your dad would would say and a lot of people go through this too you're you're just trying to get attention why don't instead we instead of saying you're trying to get attention why don't we say what do you need there's something wrong there's something that is lacking here you're suffering what can i do to help one thing that helped me in my trauma healing journey was getting help from different kinds of support. I went to different kinds of therapists. I went to different kinds of peer support, community support, family support. I mean, I, you name it. Like I just utilized as many people and places and groups and agencies as possible. I didn't stick with just one thing because I needed a variety of things since I had so many different things going on and different ones helped different things that were going on in my life that I was trying to navigate. And definitely my cat, having a pet definitely really helps. And doing inner child work really was a big um, breakthrough for me in my healing journey that I'm still on. But yeah, inner child work really helped me because it was a chance for me to give myself what I needed when I was a kid. So I want to thank you, Jen and Kaylee, for chatting with me today. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in and be sure to like and follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for more peer mental health support or have any more questions about trauma in this documentary, remember to check out our website at www.turningpointct.org. Have a great day, everyone.